Put your paws up. Cause you were born this way, baby. Hello, everyone, and welcome to What's Your Jersey podcast. I am your host, Jacqueline Marfuji, and welcome to the podcast where I find out where my guests are from and how they got to where they are, uh, which my guest this week is someone very special who's been on the podcast before, so it's going to take a little turn, and we're going to dive deeper into what she's up to now, not where she's from and how to whatever. Anyway, um, you guys are amazing. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for subscribing, reviewing, rating, and sharing with your friends. I find that's the best way to find out about podcasts. I really want to get right into it because there's so much to talk about. But before we get to that, I just want to say it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month and we have an amazing sponsor, Go Girl Energy Drink. I want you guys to definitely use the promo code. You get 20% off when you go to the website and, you know, proceeds go to help breast cancer awareness and who doesn't love that so do it go girl energy the promo code is go meatballs how fitting is that g-o-m-e-a-t-b-a-l-l-s go meatballs GoGirlEnergy.com. Do it, do it, do it. Uh, I just got back from Jersey, had some amazing shows at the NJ Pack. It was awesome. And I just want to let you guys know I have shows coming up next month, November 23rd and 24th at Sopranos Con. And all that information will be on social media, on my website at Jacqueline Marfuji or JacquelineMarfuji.com. Sorry I'm talking so fast. I just have to say my guest this week and I are are going to host a comedy show after this. So we're trying to get as much in as possible. Um, But yeah, I'll also be a Catch Rising Star Princeton. The dates will be on my website for that. Enough about me, guys. My guest this week, she's the Taylor Swift of dating. She's a contributing writer for Cosmo Frickin' Politan Magazine. Uh, You've seen her on Inside Edition, Daily Mail, The Doctors, The Elite Daily Show. She's about to film for Access Hollywood. Like, she's really freaking kidding it, kidding it, killing it. And on top of that, she's the author of the new book, 20 Guys You Date in Your 20s, which is coming out, I want to say in May. Now, <laughs> you will talk more about that. And I honestly feel like my guest is like the Andy Anderson from How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days for Millennials. She also is someone I've lived with before and have done a ton of shows with and love. And guys, Gabby Conti, welcome. Oh gosh, what an intro, Jacqueline. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> I didn't have to read any of that. Yeah, you like you actually like had that memorized, it sounded like, which I love. I love that. <laughs> um, are you exhausted? A little bit. Like it's, I mean, I was really exhausted after I went on the 30 dates in three days in June. And now I feel like this whole new exhaustion of reliving it, doing the dumb thing of reading the comments on YouTube, which I should never do. Don't do that. And now the whole new like circuit and just kind of like, I'm, I'm so grateful for all this press and I'm really excited to share my story with people. I know. it's. I honestly have to say something. I And I don't want to look you in the eyes because I'll like start crying. Don't cry. It's not Your because I'm on my period. So <laughs> I'm about to get mine. What up? Yay. Let's hope. <laughs> I hope you guys all get it through listening to the podcast. <laughs> um, gross. Uh, I just, I'm really proud of you. I honestly feel like it's not every day you get a front row seat to watching someone's dreams actually become a reality. Oh, that's so sweet. And that's exactly what is going on right now. And I feel like, guys, you're you're so lucky to be listening to this podcast because things are just happening very quickly for you. Everything's mm-hmm. in motion. And I think it is really true what they say when you're like locked into your lane and what you're supposed to be doing. That's when all the, all the shit happens. All the good, good shit. Yeah. Good no, shit that, that's what it feels like. So yeah. yeah. So I'm really <laughs> proud of you. Thank you. I mean, I want to get into all things you, but right now let's talk about like how your day is going, what's going on in your life, what you're prepping for, because Gabby walked in here and she was like, oh my God, I have so much going on. Yeah. I just feel like anxiety written, which I know will go, actually this, this wine is helping. I think that was it. I didn't have any wine today. <laughs> or, that's your problem. That's my problem. Um, yeah. So now I'm feeling a lot better, but I was just like a little like overwhelmed because yeah, we're, I'm so happy to be doing this podcast and then we have the show until late and then I have to wake up at 5 a.m. to be on Doctors at 6 a.m. and then the next day I'm on Access Hollywood and I feel like once I am wrapped with Access Hollywood, I'll be able to take a deep breath and just like chill. Yeah. Um, But it's been a lot and then like – and then doing that while, you know, juggling – like I just had to turn in a new article to my editor at Cosmo today and like – which I love. Like that's a dream job but like juggling all the other stuff and like I still have this unglamorous uh, writing job that I have to do, this marketing blog 
jogging job. So it's like I'm still like, you know, making sure I meet the quota and like make money. Like it's just so I'm still juggling a lot, but I am very grateful for like what's happening right now. And so it does get overwhelming, but like the good kind of overwhelming. I feel like I have a real life Carrie Bradshaw sitting across from me. I get that analogy a lot and I so appreciate it. I will tell you I have a lot less money than Carrie Bradshaw. And if Carrie Bradshaw was really doing her job, she also would have like 10 side gigs like I do right now. I know. I don't know how she after like trust fund had had to have a trust. fund. It's like they never talk about her. No. Parents. Well, they did talk about that. Her apartment was $700 a month or That's something, insane. which is insane. So that kind of makes sense. But then she spends this absurd amount of money on shoes, which I mean, I got these at Nordstrom Rack for like 30 bucks. That's like the most I spent on a pair of shoes. And it's wow. because I have to go on television tomorrow. Really cute. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, no, I don't like shoes as much as Carrie. I'm usually in flats because of all the dating I go on and guys are lying about their height. So. <laughs> and you also have supermodel legs. And oh, man. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Wait, so you, uh, I feel like people that don't do interviews and don't yeah. do all this stuff don't know that like you actually have to dress yourself for a lot of these things. Dress yourself, do your own hair and makeup. A lot of times, like, I mean, you're doing it for free. But but at the same time, I'm grateful because I'm able to talk about my book. Although I will say I was a little disappointed with how the Inside Edition interview turned out. Why? Because we did a whole full interview. I didn't know how long. I mean, it makes sense. The segment's a minute. We did a whole full interview. I was totally transparent. I told him everything. And the sound bites I used from the interview, one was like me kind of like scoffing and being like, I can't believe I'm only a five. And the other one was being like, yeah, don't go on 30 dates in three days. That's crazy. When I had a whole other part of the sentence that was like, yeah, unless you're like me, because before this, I went on 10,000 hours worth of dates and I wrote a book about it. So I didn't even get to plug my book. And to be honest, like going on all these things, like it's really only beneficial to me if I get to plug my book because um, the pre-sales really matter. And I'm in the pre-sales lane right now, which I think sped up after all this unintentional press that I started getting from the 30 dates, three days thing. Tell the meatballs how they can like order oh my god thank you and didn't mean to like be like yes Jacqueline so please make sure that I get to plug my book no do it now um so my book is on Amazon so if you just search 20 guys you date in your 20s on the internet and my name or if you go to my Instagram it's Gabby Conti I-T-S-G-A-B-I-C-O-N-T-I there's a pre-order link right there and uh I mean this book it's a guidebook to dating in your 20s or dating really anytime you're single it features funny short stories about my dating failures as well as charts and quizzes and dating advice from I interviewed 19 of my exes they all weigh in on the story so it's not one-sided mm-hmm. I interview successful couples on how they get over these obstacles because the 20 guys are obstacles in dating like distance or him being younger or older or better looking or her you know any of that kind of thing so much guys so couples seriously and then experts too so it is I really do wish someone handed this to me when I turned 20, um, and but it was more of the revelation I, I reached after this world-shattering breakup at 31. <laughs> Which you have come out – I feel like a year ago, you never thought all of this would be happening. No, I really kind of like – I almost gave up. It was weird. I mean, like I knew I was writing the book, but when I moved out of here, mm-hmm. I knew I was writing the literally book. Literally here. Literally, literally here. I wrote the again. proposal for that book on that table. It was sitting table, on our kitchen table right there. Weeks. I would drive you insane. I also had like a – I had like a little board up on that wall that had all the chapters outlined, which has changed a little bit. Um, so I was sitting there. I like wrote this proposal. I even ha- – I had a book agent. The book agent ended up like wanting like all these crazy like demands of like film and TV rights and ended up ghosting. And we finally were like, fine, just I just want a book deal. Like we'll take it. Mm-hmm. And or not a book deal. I just want a book agent. Like we'll take these. We'll like make these sacrifices. And then she ended up so fitting for dating, ghosting us. And then randomly, my manager um, ran into this uh, producer who works with this amazing book agent who's my current book agent, Beth Davey, who I absolutely adore, and sent him the proposal, sent her the proposal thinking that there would be no way that she'd be interested in this. And she Loved it. And I got a book agent right before I moved out here in April. And I was working with her on like editing the proposal, making it ha- like up to standard. And then uh, by June, when I came back for Ledoux, you remember this? I got my uh, the offer for the Chronicle book deal. Ah, that's so, so cool. It's so, And then the Cosmo thing would have never happened if I didn't uproot my life to live with my undeserving ex in New York City, where I ran into my really good friend, Faye, who I went to college with, who was like, yeah, Emerson duh. College. Emerson College. She's like, yeah, she's like a senior editor at Cosmo she's like of course you should write for Cosmo and that's why I started pitching them and then that happened for a couple of months and then my first piece my first piece was a print piece that came out in the July issue or June issue I do have to say divine timing is really a thing it is I was on an airplane yesterday (laughs) and I randomly bought Cosmo 
A, because I love Cosmo. But B, I Zoe Deutsch is on the cover. Yeah, from Politician. And I just I binge. I finally finished it last night. Meeple, she's amazing. If you're not watching the Politician, you need to. The last episode in the season, I was crushed that that was the end. I know. I wanted more. I wanted more. I, get, I go through shows like a crazy person because I live alone. Oh so I go through shows like very quickly. I'm like, oh, wait, we're going to keep watching? Like, yeah, let's keep watching, Gabby. <laughs> Just me. <laughs> it takes me longer because I fall asleep. Oh, no. <laughs> so I have to like, I've turned into my mother. I have to like rewatch oh, no. every episode no, I've done that before. I've done that before. It's sure. so bad. So and then bad. I'm like, did I see this? Because I've like fallen in and out of it. Yeah. Anyway, I'm flipping through the magazine and there is your freaking name, Gabby Con. It's like a huge two-page Two-pager. It's my first time having a two-pager, which is very exciting. And the November issue, which is out now. It's so cool. Yeah. It was a a thing I did. So what's kind of cool is through writing for Cosmo, I got to try a lot of, which I, like men will say they're social experiments. For me, they're challenges because I was just so overwhelmed jumping back into the dating world after being in a two-year-long relationship and like uprooting my life and like almost getting married and realizing he was the wrong person that I kind of like was like, how do I, where do I even begin? So I started kind of like pitching these like challenges to Cosmo and they let me do it. So I did my first Cosmo piece that was in the June issue was where I swiped right on guys who had bad profile pictures. And then the one that just came out was about video vetting dates before uh, going on dates with them, which will also be online. So I Skyped guys before meeting them in person. What's your take on that? I think it's a really great exercise. I think it's also – because I ended up weeding out some matches of guys that wouldn't do it because it's like if you won't do it, like what are you hiding? Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of times first dates are super awkward and uncomfortable and the FaceTime is also super awkward and uncomfortable, but it's out of the comfort of your own home. It takes no more than 20 minutes usually. Yeah. And, it's a, and then your first date feels more like a second date. And I had this amazing first date with this Brazilian actor who then ended up going his own way, but then came like kind of slid back into my DMs literally even though he had my phone number. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm good. But like, here's the article. And he's like, this is so kind and great. I'm like, great, could have been. But, you know, I don't, I'm not going to like waste time on someone. I've learned that the hard, that was another piece I wrote about zombieing. Like, if a guy like resurfaces from after ghosting you or like not being in contact, do not give him a second shot. So it's not, because I always say, I always try something twice to make no, sure no, I don't no, like no. it. Well, the, yeah. Does, no. Is that, that's with food, not with that's boys. That's with food, <laughs> because boys is like, and I think the other thing too is boys, and I'm sure girls, we do this too, but I think like, anytime a guy there's so many like cute dating terms to excuse bad behavior now like the last time I was single it was just ghosting and now there's zombieing caspering like all these things and I think what it is is like anytime you have to make up a term to like excuse bad behavior the bottom line is it boils down to that person just doesn't respect you so why would you waste your time giving a second chance on someone who initially ghosted you like just makes no sense I feel like the timing of this podcast is so on brand with Halloween. I know. I know. I have all these like ghosting, know. <laughs> you know, caspering. Um, so basically just don't put up with bullshit. Don't put up with bullshit. But you should like – I also kind of – I also treat dating a lot like any relationship, right? Like would you put up with a friend who like just disappeared and like stopped responding to your text messages? Like probably not. You no. know, I think – and I see the good in people until they prove otherwise. I think that's kind of like – that's my fault but also my – my, a good quality because I think that everyone's good. I think that everyone is like genuine and real and honest until they prove otherwise. And then I'm just like, okay, thank you. Next. Back to actions speak louder than words. They do. And right. we, it, like, it's a spe- And I, I have been preaching. I hear a lot of people, they ghost, they cast where they would ever because it's happened to them. But I do think that if you went on a date with someone and there was some type of connection and you were talking and you, and then you are not into it anymore and if they reach out to you, it takes a second to say, hey, I really enjoyed meeting you, but X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. I've done it. I hold myself accountable because I think that the only way to see change in our dating world is to create change from within. Oh my god, you're like the president. Of I know, dating. right? <laughs> you're like campaigning, president of dating. It's so funny. The two movies I watched last night on the plane were The Long Shot with yes. Charlize Theron. I have to see that still. I loved it. I don't think it did that well no. and Seth Rogen, but I loved it. And she's campaigning the whole time, and her oh. whole campaign. He went to high school with her and like ends up writing for her. Oh, I love this. And he's like, stay true to yourself. What the yeah. fuck are you doing? Yeah. You have to be strong and like stand up for your yeah. values and what you believe in. And I feel like it's the same thing with dating. And yeah. then I don't know why I watched this. And today I thought about it when I was going, cause I've read your book or yeah, what yeah. you've sent me. Yeah, yeah. 
And when I was going through it again today, I, it made me realize that your book is just universal for any age. Oh, any age and any generation. Exactly. Because we just come up with new terms to describe things, but it's been around forever. Like ghosting, when our parents were dating, it was called going out to get a pack of cigarettes and never coming back. Like these <laughs> things are all like, they're not like, I didn't make this up and well, they are universal. I was watching the book club. Oh, I love the book club. <laughs> I, I love the book Another club. Another one where you're like, not going to win an Oscar, but, but many people have been in it. Yes. <laughs> and like they're on Bumble in it. They are dealing with Diane Keaton's ghosting Andy Garcia. And yeah. by the way, I don't know what happens at the end because we landed. So oh, I missed the last 10 minutes. Um, it, it all worked out. They <laughs> read, they finished the book. I think she did. To I my mean, recollection. I don't really remember the ends of movies ever. It's good really for bad. Hollywood. It's okay. <laughs> the fact that they based an entire movie with these like epic women on Fifty Shades of Grey is amazing. Is amazing. Hilarious it's to so me. Good. It's so good. It's so good. But the thing, like after going through your book again today, I, all this stuff, it doesn't matter if you're 15 or 75, if you're dating or in a relationship or a human being. Yeah. Um, you have these feelings. Yeah. And that's the other thing too is that I, I kind of wrote it like, yes, it's coming from my perspective as a straight single woman in my 20s, also now looking back at it from my early 30s. But I do think it's relatable. I think it goes both ways, men and women, also like any sexuality, like any sex. I think it's like it's just these are timeless tropes in oh. anytime you're single. I, I want to know what your favorite chapters are in the book. Oh, I have – it's more like favorite stories. And the cool thing is is that I, I do tell these stories live at my storytelling shows that I host. Oh, cool. And so there's some of them that I really, really love. And like um, I do love the one my, – my, the first chapter is about my high school boyfriend who I reconnected with when I was in my late 20s in New York. And and that story just was like, that's really, I mean, I, that's my first love. Like, I can't not love that story. But then I really like the weirder stories, like what happens when you date a guy with a foot fetish. Uh, and what like, does happen? Because I've never dated You one. get a very expensive pedicure. <laughs> I'll tease that. Um, that's in the book yeah that's in the book and and then it was and then you know the end of the book was um when I was first outlining it I thought I was going to end up with my ex-boyfriend so the chapter was the guy who's your person (laughs) and the realization was it was for me was that you know obviously we didn't work out but it was okay because I remembered that my mom uh my dad who my mom and dad have been together for 40 years I'm not that old and I'm an only child but they waited to have me um, there's hope for some of us. Yeah, there's hope. <laughs> like, okay my, my, mom, my mom had me, I think at like 38 or 39 or something like crazy like that. Um, but they've been together forever. And, um, and I found out recently that my mom was married before my dad. So, uh, a lot about her first marriage, I rang true to like what was dealing with in my relationship, which again, I think goes down to the whole, like, you know, these are timeless tropes. You think you met the one and you find out you haven't. And then what? Well, this is a question actually I got when I posted that you were coming on. Um, Some people want to know advice for getting out of a relationship. You know, like that's really scary. Oh, it's so hard. They're scared that, you know, they're too old. They're not going to find someone else. Like they're stuck financially. You're with someone that's supporting you. How do you get the courage to just get the fuck out? Here's a snapshot of where I was when I realized our relationship was doomed. I left everyone I knew and loved, my whole network, everyone in Los Angeles, to go to New York City to live with a guy who I realized a couple of months in was not right for me. Which seems very romantic. Very romantic. I'm happy I did it. But um, I had moved all my stuff. I didn't have a car here in Los Angeles. I had gotten rid of so many she of my things. She got rid of everything, guys. It's everything. true. I watched it happen. It was like so heartbreaking. Got rid of everything. Um, my parents were living, yes, close in to New York in Connecticut. But they lost their house during this process. So the timeline of me, if I got out of that relationship, I could kind of live with my parents for a little. But I knew that that was only going to be a short period of time. Mm. Um, I was financially reliant on him because I was starting over in New York. And uh, coming from Hollywood and not being famous but having a book deal, like no one cares. And people are like mean there. And like you go do shows and they literally say on stage, like there's too many people in New York get out. Like they say that. Yeah. And LA would like never say something like that. Oh, I was just doing shows in New York. Yeah. It's, it's um, like, wow. uh, okay. An acting teacher told me that if I was going on one commercial audition a year, I was lucky. Um, here in LA, I go on commercial auditions weekly and have booked a bunch. Like it's just like so backwards That's to insane. me. Um, so it was like dealing with all that and feeling so stuck, so lost. And I think it was the realization that, you know, I would rather – be single and like have to start from the bottom than be like intertwined and stuck in this relationship. I wish I got out sooner. I didn't. It took a very long time. It ended, what actually ended up happening 
um, which I talk about on stage, is I ended up making out with another guy, which is like so wrong. Um, I love that part in your book, though. I, yeah. Oh, not your book. Not You're my a pilot. Book. I say that out. No, I said pilot. I say yeah. that out loud. <laughs> Um, and it was like so bad and I think – and I just – I would urge, you know, if you are stuck in a relationship, definitely get out before an that opportunity happens. like that presents um, because it just – it kind of – like I mean I had been through so much with him and it was just – it just boiled down to, oh, I'm a cheater, which I'm, I really don't identify as a cheater. I, I admit I cheated. I own that. Um, so yeah, I think, and it was just like make out. My dad's like, making out is not cheating. Having sex is cheating. I'm like, thanks dad. What have you been doing? Like Italian mobster? Like, uh, yeah. like appreciate it. Um, like a handshake. Yeah. That's like an Italian family. It's like ridiculous it. to me. Um, but no, I think you, I think when you uh, get out as soon as you can, because you can always start over. You really can. And, and you know what? Dating apps were super helpful to me. Like knowing that they were there and knowing, cause just opening up a dating app after the breakup and seeing that there was like a whole other fish in the sea and a whole bunch of men holding up fish in the sea of dating apps just made me feel confident that there was there were better guys out there and they were guys that like they seemed like they were fun and they weren't like depressed and sad all the time like my boyfriend was and like and I went on dates and I found out that some of these guys that seemed great on paper in person weren't great and I went on three dates in three days and I I just dated like a crazy person I was on all the dating apps but you know what? Like I met some I met some amazing people and and you start appreciating when you start dating with the mindset of instead of like I need to find my boyfriend, I need to find my husband, I need to find the one and you start dating from the side of like, you know what? I'm going to enjoy and accept this relationship for what it is. Mm-hmm. It's mind-blowing. It's like you're in control. Yeah, because you're not like waiting. You're not desperate. You're not desperate because you don't you know what? If cuz then you realize if the relationship ends, you're still you're fine. You're going to be fine. You have you. You have your life, which is why build your life up. Build your things. Build your passion. Find things that make you happy. Bask in your loneliness. Get good at being alone. Which you did in New York. I did in New York because my boyfriend was never home. Um, But now that I'm back and I'm living in a studio apartment by myself, I got really good at being alone. I got really good at at not going to brunch, about having weekends to myself, about realizing that friends were busy. I just threw myself into work. And and you know what happened? Like, And then it comes down to the thing where you want – you realize that a relationship isn't out of desperation. A relationship happens because you meet someone and they add value to your life and you add value to their life and it's a partnership and it's mutually beneficial. So you don't you you just and you you have no other choice. Like I mean, you're like, "Oh, I I shouldn't be in a relationship right now." I mean, I shouldn't be in a relationship right now and I started dating someone and and it's because like he added value to my life and I added value to his life and like I'm like I'm not going to like not date someone because A, I'm fear that it's going to ruin my brand, which is silly because I should be able to be in relationships and be single as a dating expert. That's how you learn. I wouldn't take dating advice from someone who's never been in a relationship. No, that's fucking that's weird. <laughs> um, and also, and also be like, you know, the, and then the fear of getting hurt again. Oh my God, I'm going to get hurt again. Like that's, that's life. Like there's disappointments and, and just like accept it for what it is. Be present and see what happens. I always wanted to know with you because I feel like you've been very transparent yeah, about too transparent. everything that's too transparent. Happened. What gave you like the courage to be like, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to talk about this shit. So I started, well, I was always like writing about it and talking about it on stage. And then like after the breakup, I started a series called Daily Date on my Instagram stories, which is still there. You can look at all the three seasons of it. There's there's spring, summer, and fall. Um, and and it, and I, the thing was that I at first I was just doing it just to do it, and I'm pretty sure that a lot of the guys clearly saw it, clearly found out about it, and stopped dating me because of it. But I think what I learned from it was because there was a lot of first and no second dates, and I'm pretty positive they saw their thing and saw my reaction. Like, have guys said stuff to you about that? Some have, and I actually some guys I've been on dates with were like kind of hope, and then I then something clicked to me with it where I'm like, oh. Don't do daily dates with guys you actually like. Like, hold that close to you. But if you go on a date with a guy and he does something dumb or he makes you feel shitty about yourself or he does something that, like, hurts you, mm-hmm. you you should share that because chances are your audience has someone else has that's happened to them or they know it. I mean, of course, I get the really offensive – not offensive, but sweet – direct messages from uh, married couples that are like, oh, my God, my husband, I love watching your dating content. It makes us so grateful that we're in relationships. Oh, God. Uh, for me, I watch it and I'm like, oh, that looks so fun. <laughs> no, it's not. No, I'm like, it's, it's really so exciting. Not. It's like it's draining and and I'm, I'm happy I did it. I learned so much. I think the end – the my bottom line with all of it is that like dating isn't terrible. Like out of all the dates I've went on, I went on like a handful of bad dates and then – And then you make fun of them and then you hopefully people relate to that and then you move on. So you went on so many – like you go on a lot of dates. Is it all dating app or is it IRL too? It's it's always – it's mostly been dating apps but I'm open to IRL as well. And um, I've mostly – actually since I've been 
single with the exception of the guy I stupidly made out with um, because we went to high school together and I kept on running into him in New York City. Weird. Um, Aside from that, um, every single guy I've dated has been from a dating app. And then with the 30 dates in three days, I had such a short time period to set up all these dates. I had a week. And so I asked my editor if it was okay if I reached out to my Instagram audience for setup. So half of the dates – were dating apps and they had no idea what was going on and the other half knew what was going on. Okay. We have a mutual friend that was in one of those and he was so good on it. Oh. He was the Just Friends one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, <laughs> was, He's been he's, on the podcast yeah. too. Oh, man, I love Sam. Oh, sorry. Yeah, well, he does, he's like he does, open about he it. No, does he's the best. And he was awesome. It's funny because like we've become, we've become friends that we keep – like he's my friend that I text and he texts me when like dating is terrible for both of us. Oh, we're, I like, love that. And we're like, oh, my God, I can't believe this happened. Like what, what should I text back? Like that kind of thing. And also we're both like mutually obsessed with like the Bachelor franchise. So I'm like so – like he's just he's just the best. He's like, but yeah, I just, I, and I just didn't, we were, we're just better as friends and I'm, I'm grateful to have him as a friend for sure. How did you parlay that? Like, um, how do you recommend putting someone in the friend zone and staying friends with them? So, so, so we dated, um, off a dating app I'm not allowed to mention. Um, when I first, we were messaging for like months when I was in New York before, or Connecticut before I came out here to LA and we went on a, like a two or three dates and spoiler alert, he was on this podcast when that was happening. Oh, he, he was, talked was, about Gabby. Oh, Gabby God. Um, and I, <laughs> so and I, I started find, I started realizing that I, like, I, that I was, I just really liked his friendship more than anything else. But he's, he's definitely a catch. It's just like, I think oh, yeah. sometimes there's just like the, the connection's either there or it's not. And on my side, it wasn't. I think maybe he was into it. And I felt really bad about just being like, you know what? I'm, I am at this place where I just got out of a relationship and I just don't think it's fair to you or me to like keep dating, but I'd love yeah. to be friends. And like after a couple of months passed, we, we now are friends, which is great. So I think you have to be honest in any stages of dating because stringing people along is like the worst and the cruel. absolute worst. And you know, you like, you know, like I've been strung along and I'm sure the guys, they know. So it's like, that's why I kind of, I have this rule where I think, you know, first dates are really like this will relate to like actors or our auditions and second dates are callbacks. Okay. And I think that like, to treat it like that, to kind of be like, okay, a first date, it's re- it shouldn't be expensive. It shouldn't be like at the fanciest restaurant in Los Angeles. I'm not Angeles. going to dry bar for an audition. No. I'm going right. for a callback. You're going in. Right. <laughs> right. And like – and so it's kind of crazy to me. Like I I had a first date. One of the guys that I wrote about in the June issue of Cosmo, it didn't look – his. it was like not great photos and his photo clearly had a girl cropped out which I was my I, my instinct was right he just gotten out of a relationship um God. and he goes he's like hey I'd love to take you out for dinner I'm like sounds good and he's like can I take you to Mr. Chow's which is like a very fancy guys Mr. Chow's doesn't have prices on the menu no. they don't tell you how much anything is yeah. that's like top-notch Beverly Hills you really like that's and can I be honest with you? It's not that good. It's not that good. It's really not that good. Not that good. They it's, have like this weird like uh, Chinese bolognese and I'm like, this is wrong. No. This is very wrong. <laughs> this is not what I should be eating right so now. so weird. But I felt that like and, and like – and so you just like – That puts so much pressure on the first date too. But I even said to him, I was like, hey – like, can we just grab drinks, like, maybe this week before, just to make sure we like each other before you take me out to dinner at a very expensive restaurant that if you wanted to split the check, I could not afford. And and I didn't say it like that, but I was like, hey, like, you know, do you want to grab a drink before? And he goes, yeah, let's grab a drink at Sunset Tower, which is, like, the most expensive place to grab a drink. Okay. And so I was like, okay, well, you made your bed, and I am going to go, go with this and see what happens. Yeah. Uh, and we ended up having a great first date, which was, in my definition, bachelor lighting, when it's, like – you feel like you're a contestant on The Bachelor because the ambiance is so good. But then when you remove that, you're like, oh, wait, no, I don't want to like just hang out with you outside of this. Oh, the amount of times I used to get like swept away right. from like that, hot, like cool, like just fantasy dates. Right. Because you shouldn't like after coming out from a first date or second date, the thing you shouldn't say to your girlfriend is, oh my God, he took me to Mr. Chow's and he took me to Sunset Tower and then he ordered this and he ordered that. Oh my God, it was so great. You should be like, oh, I really liked him because we yep. bonded over X, Y, and Z. He did this. He did that. My like, main squeeze and I met at Pink Taco. That's the best. But again. Ubered <laughs> separately there, which was probably in, compared to all the other first dates. Yes. It, it, we're still together. Um, the worst first date. <laughs> You know, of and course it was. The second one was again. You know, at Jones, just right, drinks, right? But you, but you, but you, but you felt something. Yeah, you were feeling something. I mean, I remember I was here when you were going through it, and there were, <laughs> and there were sparks, and you were excited, and you just kept going for it. I mean, the guy I'm currently dating now. Oh, guys, wait, she's currently dating. Currently someone. dating someone. I'm just gonna leave it at that. Currently dating now. On our first date, um, he didn't ask me the first round. 
he didn't ask me any questions about myself. Like I would ask questions like, where are you from? And he would say, and I'd be like, oh, cute. I like have some common. And then he would not. And then I'd, then there'd be like a weird lull in silence. And then I'd, I'd ask another question. So I'd go to the bathroom. I text my best friend, Emily, you know. Oh, I love Emily. Who goes, Hi, by, Emily. who goes by Perry in my book. I don't know. Oh my God. I knew that immediately. So funny. And so I go, um, I text her. I was like, he's really cute, but this date sucks. I'm going to leave after this round. And I come back after the first round and I go, hey, you know what? If you're not going to start asking me questions about myself, I'm going to leave. And something just like woke up in him and he just started like all of a sudden because I was so honest and so brutal about like what was going on, our date went from like a really bad first date to like one of the best dates I've ever been on. Guys, so call it out. Call it out. Don't like, be a bitch. Don't, well, don't just... be a bitch, but like, you know, make a joke about it. Be light about it. Like if something's like you have – because it could have gone two ways, right? Yeah. It could have gone that he said, well, fuck you and left. And in which case, like, great. I don't need to be dating a guy who <laughs> treats women like that. But if like – because like if you are – you should not be fully hiding yourself. Sure, leave a little mystery, but – be who you are on dates because like it's going to come out eventually. You might as well be honest. I mean, we've had growing pains in our relationship yeah. where we basically were playing nice with each other you for can't. a year. You can't. And now we're almost at year three yes. and there's different like layers and things. Sure. But it would have been so much easier. In the beginning. In like, the beginning. Yep. If we were just totally not playing nice and like being polite and just trying to please the other person, you know? Well, think about that, that first date at Pink Taco. Like if the vibe wasn't right, what if you were just like, you know what? I'm not, you're great. I'm not really loving this place. Hey, why don't we go to the den across the street? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. who, like, and he would have said, yes. he would have said, yes, of yeah. course he would have. Yeah. Like, Definitely just like, I think if you're not comfortable on a date and it's not going right, like speak your mind. And if it doesn't get well responded, then, you know, move on. Because that's what we do with our girlfriends. Yes. If you and I were at Pink Taco and I was like, Gabby, I'm not It's too loud in here. Yeah. I can't can't focus. Like, that's that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Something I always question and I want to know your opinion on it. If there isn't sexual chemistry, write it first. I give it two to three dates. Okay. So there is a – there is Yeah. Hope. Because if everything else is good and like you feel compatible on all these other levels but you're not feeling that spark – Give it one – I think two dates. Give it a second date because you should know by the second date. Actually, they do say that within – I think it's like within four minutes of meeting someone, you know if you're attracted to them or not. Okay. Four minutes. Yeah. It's Jesus. something that quick because you know – you know when you're walking down the street and you see a cute guy, like even though you're in a relationship or whatever, you're like, yeah, I'd hit that. But, yeah, like, we're human beings. We're human beings. We're Like you know. like and, and I know that sure there are people that say, yeah, you know, like – I just, you know, I just, I just gave it time and then I was attracted, but it's like, well, you knew by the second date or if, or you're just, or you're currently not attracted to your partner, in which case I am sorry. God, I am so jealous this book wasn't out when we were in our 20s. I know. Well, I needed to write it from the 30 perspective. You're right. Because it would have been a diary. It would have been a diary if we, if I wrote it in my 20s. That's very true. <laughs> we would have just been reading your diary. And like crying and like, and screw him. He doesn't deserve me. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. It, that's like the whole book would have been. It's so cool that I literally, I have a few favorite sections yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah, um, One of the ones that I feel like a lot of girls go through in their 20s, in their 30s is, can you turn your booty call into a boyfriend? Right, which I couldn't do. I even could though, not parlay Even that. though my booty call and I were off and on for like eight years. And then when I, he lives in LA, it's so when I came back, I was like, hey, and like he read the chapter. Yeah. I was like, hey, do you want to grab a drink? And, and he like was canceled on me. And I was like, you know what? And the old me would have like kept on trying to make it work. No. And I was like, you know what? And we kept matching on other dating apps. I'm like, you know what? I'm good. I'm good. I know what the experience is. I don't need that. And I deserve better. Could you imagine if we were just like, no, to like yeah. every guy when we were like 22? Oh my God. Could you imagine? I can't tell you You're like, welcome, yeah, how many times I stayed in that apartment? Like what I was like, so silly. Like I could have just had like, I don't know. It's crazy. I, I also, just like the agony. I remember like on my couch crying because I wasn't out. Yeah, just like no, just being. Oh my god, out being in is great. Deal. Not going out is like I like I bask and I love oh that. I love I love I get high on canceled plans. Like it's the saying no and is the canceled best thing dates ever. and like everything. I'm yeah. like into it. So <laughs> like, I mean, a lot yes. of my thirty dates were canceled, which was great. So so was that the thing? Like, w were you actually supposed to go on like thirty five dates? Um, no, I was supposed to go on thirty dates. And actually, sorry, not a lot of dates were canceled. I think there were just two that canceled. Okay, so. I was supposed to go on 30 dates and so the 30 dates counted that it was set up and then if they canceled, that counted as a date because I, I had made the time and I could have 
feasibly been on it. But of course, dates are going to cancel. But it was only two that canceled, which is nice. So I have a question. Yeah. Because, guys, Gabby's sitting here. She looks stunning. You look hot. <laughs> Thank you. I want to know what your tips are for – like, there are times where I am just not feeling good. I don't look great. What are your tips for someone who's like – not wanting to go on the date, but feels like they should get out. Like, what do you recommend doing or how do you get yourself together? Because you're very good at flipping that. Well, what can we I do? think it's the music. Like, have a really, like, pump-up playlist, whatever that is for you. Um, I listen to Lady Gaga getting ready for There you, you go. Today. There you go. I have a playlist that I made while I was writing my book that has songs that are they're kind of like love songs, fun songs, whatever. So I play that. I play mostly uh, Queen, Somebody to Love and just, like, hope that the day works out. I'm kidding. I don't do that. Uh, sometimes I do that. Um, but just, like, get excited. Like, pump yourself up. I mean, it was really hard when I was doing all these dates back to back because there were times where I was like, I don't want to leave my apartment, but like I had to. So that's why I think setting some goal for yourself, which should not be 30 dates in three days. I was able to handle that barely. And I'm someone who went on 10,000 hours worth of dates in my twenties, which is what my book is about. Mm -hmm. But I think like, just be realistic. If you're someone who goes on zero dates a week, challenge yourself to go on one date a week and go on that date. Okay. What's the first date outfit? I want a first date outfit, a fifth date outfit. And like, when you're way into the relationship outfit. First date outfit. Um, if you if your first date's from a dating app, try your best to look like your dating app photos. Okay. Which also means your dating app photos should not be headshots. They should be no. photos that look like Definitely you not. and they should be like candid. They should be like you doing something you love. Like they well, shouldn't. Like, is it creepy wearing the outfit you wore in the photo? Oh, I did that. Yeah, so I, I have this I have this dress uh, that looks like a sexy sailor dress from Nasty Gal. That's one of my favorite dresses. It reminds me of like sexy Annie. <laughs> it's sexy Annie because if it was red, it would be a sexy Annie dress. Um, and I wore, and I've like every single dating app, I am wearing that dress in like maybe one or two pictures I ended up wearing that on dates and one of the guys like kind of looked at me like I didn't look like my photos and he didn't look like his photos and I was like I look like my photos I'm wearing the dress so I think like try your best to it's like I mean again I, I hate equating this to like acting in auditions but any actors out there will relate to this it's like when you go in an audition you're supposed to look like your headshot yeah you know? so it's kind of like that if you're going on a dating app date you should look like your your pictures that you have that you're presenting yourself um because the least we could do if we start doing that again the change like if we start doing that then hopefully guys will start looking like their profile pictures which is why I really wish my third date showed up shirtless and like in oil instead of like a haggard 29 definitely 35 year old man that he really was okay that's 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 not cool. I don't no, like that. Not at all. Um, okay. And then I want to know. I'm trying to rapid fire this because we literally have like five minutes oh, no! left. I, I want to do like a part come back. I will always you. come back whenever you need uh, You can do one closer to the book launch too. Perfect. Yeah. Um, is there any similar like red flags that you notice right when you meet a guy that you also will notice from their dating profile? Yeah. Well, I think with red flags, uh, red flags are subjective, right? Mm-hmm. So like one of the guys I went on a first date with on 30 dates in three days who asked me out on a second. I told him about the, the the article and everything and I ended up declining because he was recently divorced and his divorce wasn't finalized. Don't like that. Which I respect that. I get that. But prior to dating him, I had dated a guy who was recently divorced and it was just like – it was just not – I just – I'm not at a place in my life where I'm ready for that and I learned that through that. So I think it's like you know what works for you and what doesn't work for you. And so if you see something that you're like, this is a problem for me. Like another red flag I think which you can see, this happened to me. This guy I met on the celebrity dating app and we were messaging and then I met him on a n- Tinder and we were messaging and like we would go through lulls of like texting and not texting and then like finally after like three months of texting after he matched with me on tinder he called me and he's i was with you he called me and he's like we need to go on a date we've matched on two dating apps and we dated and then the thing that ended up happening was he was a bad communicator and that was pretty obvious from like you shouldn't match with someone on a dating app and then not immediately or pretty soon after go on a date with them unless you're dating someone else you just can't you don't you're not sure how to like wrap your brain around having a relationship which to me a relationship is a situationship it's it's anything yeah. And living your life. So like I think that's a major red flag is the communication. And if, if really off the bat they're a shitty communicator, they're going to continue to be a shitty communicator. Um, if you learn anything from Gabby's book, Honesty and Communication. Oh my God. They're so the – I mean they're biggest. like – And it's so obvious too. But like you, when you look back at relationships that you've had that have been failed relationships, you weren't being honest with your partner. You weren't telling them what you wanted. They weren't telling you what they wanted. They were lying about something because – I mean – 
Yeah, yeah. You need to be honest. You need to. Guys, take it from us. We know. We know. We've been there. Since you have been through all these dates, I really want to know, because I don't really know this story, is how you met your boyfriend now. Well, yeah. So the guy I'm currently – my current boyfriend. I had a friend who would always be like, my current fiancé, and I thought that was the funniest thing ever. My first husband. (laughs) My first – yeah, yeah. Um, We – how we met. Yeah. Um, We met on Bumble, and I think it was because I got really good at dating by being on all these dating apps, and I knew what – and his – it was funny because he had really bad pictures, which – was an article I wrote to like give a guy a chance who doesn't have the best photos and he ended up being like a lot cuter in person. Um, But yeah, we matched on Bumble and it was just – and we bonded over. He had just gotten out of a relationship. We bonded over getting out of relationships and like how to like – So it's okay to talk about exes? Yes. It's okay to talk about past stuff because I feel like so much – Because it goes down to the honesty. It goes into the honesty thing, right? Yeah. How do you stay cool about her or not like stalk her shit or like do you do that and it's okay? Like what do you recommend about that? Because I could even – I don't know that much about exes. But, like, I could go down a rabbit hole if I let myself. Well, with my last boyfriend, um, I did go down that rabbit hole, as yes. you remember, because yes. this really weird thing happened where his two ex-girlfriends, who he dated uh, allegedly at the same time, um, were, were like, creepily, like, looking at my stuff. Like, it was just like, oh, I knew who they were because he told me who they were. And I was, like, upset. Like, I think they were looking at me. I don't know. Like, it was, yeah. like, this whole – I mean, I, the reason why I think they were looking at me is because – a, um, I put when I posted our first photo together, um, they had both posted a photo like 24 hours later of the two of them being like, shout out to the guy who dated both of us at the same time and oh, brought totally. us together. Oh, they were negging you. They were negging me. And then when we finally, when, 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 um, my ex and I broke up and I wasn't really public about, I don't, I don't think I even like posted about it on Instagram yet. I don't know. Like it was only my close friends that knew about it. Um, the two of them sent me and me- started messaging me on Twitter. And they were like, hey, we could have warned you, but you blocked us on Instagram. I'm like, oh, I was right to block you on Instagram. But they sound I, like serial killers. I know, but I learned and grew from that. They actually are, they are, they are, they seem to be sweet women. And, and, you know, I think you have to, you can't look at a woman through the lens of them dating your ex because you'll look at them through a, a very venom filled lens. And I think, and knowing what I, and we ended up talking and they were really, help, I, I sent them the chapter about him and they were like, yeah, you know, there's so many similarities here and it was nice to like hear that I wasn't crazy and that I did do the right thing. And so I do really think the best of them. Um, But I will say that that taught me that you can't, you can't keep tabs on the exes. You can't Mm -hmm. because it's like, that's so toxic. I mean, it's just granted I know what his ex looks like and we ended up running into her and I pretend I didn't know who she was and I knew who she was (laughs) because of the Instagrams, the Instagram, like whatever. Yeah. Um, but I will say like, that's just so unhealthy and like, and I'm, I'm, I'm now like happy to just like not, not care because you should be focusing on the present relationship that you're in. Got it. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out and you can't look at the past, but I think you should bond over. I think it's weird that we don't talk about our past relationships because we should be able to, because if you talk to your partner about your past, they should be understanding of where you're coming from. I get that. And that's actually, that's, guys, I'm being so honest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's something that my current partner and I fight about is yeah. because I'm not super, I'm getting more and more open about like what has gone down in the past. Yeah. But part of me is like, you don't need to know that, but it, they do. They do because they, they, do. they understand you more. They have a better understanding. Um, I mean, I'm very lucky that my current boyfriend... <laughs> current boyfriend um is has been so supportive comes to shows hears me talk about my exes has met several of my exes and they my exes come to me they're like wow your boyfriend's like really cool and i'm that's like a quiet confidence that i love i know because he's because he's, he's confident he's yeah. not cocky and he he's also care. never gonna listen to this podcast perfect he can't god damn it a download we're missing a download we're missing one download oh, it's okay it's don't worry fine. he doesn't have an iphone so i don't even know how they listen to podcasts on <laughs> i don't Android. know either um i have a question as a friend of yours yes and I don't know if this is TMI. Oh, no. I'll tell you anything. You um, what would you say to – because I witnessed a lot going down with you and your ex. And oh. I witnessed a drastic weight loss. I witnessed you just not being happy. Yeah. But I couldn't stop you because I wanted you to make your own decisions. And sure. it's not my place. No, and it's – and I, I do – you know, you and all my friends, I think, were concerned about me. And yeah. they said what they could say and they – but I think that you handled it properly because I think you have to figure that out on your own. And someone telling okay. you – there's no – like you can just – 
you know, give your advice. And I yeah. should have, I should have listened, but I think I was so razor focused. And you know how determined I am. I was just determined to make it work. So yeah. I would stop at nothing. But um, I actually just wrote a piece that's coming out in Hello Giggles on Hello Giggles soon about this and about how there were multiple times in the relationship where it was very obvious that I needed to get out, but I couldn't see it. And I think that what I've learned now is that, you know, uh, again, a relationship should be adding value to your life. If you're dating someone and you find that it's taking away value from your life, that you're not doing what you should be doing, that you're being unhealthy, that you're unhappy more times than you're happy. Mm-hmm. And my ex love bombed me a lot, which is why that was so confusing. I'm sorry. What, what, what's love that Love bombing? What, what's that? It's a psychological term. It's when you're dating someone and um, they keep treating you shittily, but then they'll do a big grand gesture and they'll shower you with love and then the next day they'll walk away case in point 31st birthday in New York City my my ex spent the week before my birthday late never home breaking plans like I was alone in the apartment like it was like sad to the point that like I come from a family that we always celebrate my birthday at midnight and he didn't come home till 4 a.m. and he said it was because he was planning my birthday and my birthday ended up being um, a really amazing sushi dinner in Tribeca at one of those places that they give you – and I'm a big sushi fan – that they give you different plates, right? Yeah. Um, and it also – and a, a card that he admitted that he wrote on the subway and uh, tickets to see Billy Joel's 100th show at Madison Square Garden. That's cool. That's cool. But also there's – and he said he was working on that till 4 a.m. There's no way that those things – that he took no. doesn't make any sense no. but I will say like so that to me is like love bombing because he did all these things and I was like so grateful because I was like oh my god he spent so much money he spent so much time he he catered this date to like things that he knew I would love yeah but at the end of the day then the next day he went back to being the same like you know disconnected boyfriend um and I felt more alone and when I brought it up to him I'm like I'm really unhappy he um instead of being like I understand I get it I'm sorry I'm not home he was like you ungrateful like I can't believe you think like whatever like I'm never doing anything nice for you again and that should have been my sign to be like run but instead I was like I'll make it work I'm so sorry I'm so wrong like you should never be apologizing in a relationship to that extent okay no apologies guys to that extent to that extent you're a dick in certain situations which we all can which we all can be but like but again like that's classic love bombing if if you're Stability is very important in a relationship. If mm-hmm. someone's not stable and they're and they're erratic and their emotions towards you change, in my in my past, that's actually been a sign of cheating or, or substance abuse problems. I don't I get do not I'll never know why things didn't work out mm-hmm. on that end, like what he was going through. But like who's like I mean, easily he could have been he could have been dating someone else the whole time. And we'll never we'll know. We'll never know. And you know what? And I don't need matter. to know. Because <laughs> I'm not dating him. And even when I was dating him, I didn't need to know about his pa- – I didn't need to look at his exes. I just need to know the story and be honest with it and trust him and then move forward. There's no need to look back. All right. Before we end this, I want to know what your advice is for the guy that's sitting on his couch just like upset about being single, the girl that's like at home who's just like defeated and is just like – I can't go through this again. Like, I just don't care anymore. I don't want to date. Like, what can you say to them? They are – we are living in an age where dating is so much easier than it's ever been in our life. There are countless dating apps. So if you are feeling that, I guarantee you get on those dating apps, go on a bunch of dates. You're going to have some terrible dates, but you're also going to have some good dates. And you might meet someone. And be open to it. Be open and also – and date without desperation. Date because you like a person and you want to see where it goes. Don't date because you have to date. And and something it could work out. There's, I mean, every city there's dating apps and there's there's dating um, websites. I mean, and dating in every city people say is the worst, but it's not. Like you just have to put yourself out there and just be open to it. And I feel like all the rules have changed. Oh yeah, there's no standards in dating anymore. There isn't, so, which is why <laughs> you just have to be like figure out what you want, figure out what works for you, and go from there. I love that. I love that so so much. Yeah. Um. So normally at the end of the podcast, because of our parody that we did. Oh, yeah. Good love for Lady oh, Gaga. Oh. I usually have people read a Lady Gaga lyric. Oh, perfect. But instead, I decided I wanted you to read the last paragraph in your book. Oh, my God. Oh, that's so sweet. Okay. You really can learn from past relationships. You might even discover the guy who ghosts didn't mean to ghost or the guy who's not your boyfriend really wanted to be your boyfriend and wasn't seeing other women. He was just scared. Or the guy who texts you sup at 2 a.m. had no idea you liked him more than a booty call. Life is too short to not really say what's in your heart and in your mind. And that's the other common theme with successful relationships. Honesty. You can get over any of these obstacles in dating as long as you and your partner are honest with each other. 
As for dating in my 30s, so far it's been so much fun. That is true. Um, it is such a thrill to be older and wiser, know what you want, not play games, and not hang on to a maybe. I can't wait to tell you more, but I guess you'll just have to wait for 30 guys you date in your 30s, which I've already done, so I can start writing that book, which is what I want to be doing. Oh, I have no doubt in my mind you can do that. <laughs> um, also, guys, I've read her pilot script. I feel like you will be seeing this TV show. Oh. I think it would be a great movie, to be perfectly honest. That's what I'm – I mean, I'm thinking the 30 dates in three days should be a movie, and that might be my next focus. Exactly. Yeah. Um, can you pimp yourself out and tell the meatballs where to find you yes. and how to reach you yes. and buy your shit? I am, like, very active on Instagram, at it's Gabby Conti, um, I-T-S-G-A-B-I-C-O-N-T-I. I will respond to your DMs. I do a lot of, like, fun polls as I'm working on Cosmo pieces and I, I try to talk to you as much as possible. So yeah, that's the best way to reach me. Um, and then the book comes out um, uh, in in May. So pre-order it now because pre-order sales mean a lot. Yes. Um, so that's on Amazon. You can just find it. It's in my Instagram handle. And then also um, I do a bunch of live shows. Like obviously by the time this airs, our, the show that we're doing right Fuck now is Mary on um, But <laughs> Look out I, for next month. <laughs> but I do host uh, monthly shows, semi-monthly shows, at um, Bar Lubitsch and at the Blending Lab. And those are great places to see my stories from my book and hear them live and also hear the unfiltered version that I wasn't able to publish. So please check that out. I love it. And guys, I'm so sorry we didn't talk sports, but honestly (laughs) – Dating is sport. It is sport. In this episode. It is. Guys, we're kind of in the middle of football. Yeah. We'll have you come on next time and we're going to play Playing the Field and we're going to basically what I want to do when your book comes out. Yes. I'm going to have you um, draft all the different guys in your book as positions on a football field. Okay. You're going to have to remind me what the positions oh, are Oh, don't on worry, girl. Field. We go through all of it. <laughs> Everyone learns here. I love that. Yes. So guys, again, go Giants. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Me. This yeah. was so fun. You come back whenever. Oh my god, want. I would love to. Thank I'm just gonna come back and hang out. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. And thank you, Meatballs, for listening. I love you. I love hearing from you. I love seeing you at shows. I post all my dates at Jacqueline Marfuji or JacquelineMarfuji.com. Everything's in the notes. Buy Go Girl Energy Drinks. The, the code again is Go Meatballs. So on brand with you. Um, I hope you learned some stuff or you felt like you're not alone in this whole dating relationship world that we have to live in. Um, so yes, thank you for listening. I love you. And this is What's Your Jersey. I'm Jacqueline Marfuji and I'll catch you on the flip side. Bye. Just put your paws up. Because you were born this way, baby. My mama told me when I was young, we're all on superstars.